Thanks for tuning in to the Entertainment News Break on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's going on, everybody? Ferris caught me off guard there a little bit. Wanted to tell you all about Patreon, patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. It is our Patreon where you can join for as low as a dollar a month, guys. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Got a bunch of people over there already. A lot of awesome people that uh, are supporting us over on Patreon. And guys, if you join at one of those higher tiers, you can actually get on this show. You can join us for an episode of Entertainment News Break. So join now. Never a bad time to subscribe to the Let's Get Ready Network Patreon. And with that being said, also make sure to subscribe while you're at it and uh, help us get to that thousand mark by the end of the year. Without further ado, we're going to talk some entertainment and news and more. Let's get on with the show. New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. You're never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow and I move fast. And that's facts. Only I can make a change. Slowly take a step today. I will never be the same. Cause that's what it takes. What yo, yo, good, yo, good. what's happening, everybody? What's it's good. Entertainment News Break live here on a, on a Friday. No, it's not Friday yet. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday night here in the garage. And I am here, uh, unfortunately, without Justin today, who's feeling a little bit under the weather. But I got somebody that is just as awesome, just as uh, handsome and uh, rugged. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. You're better than him. I'm better. All right, wow. you got an upgrade. You got an upgrade, so Gagan. You got an upgrade. Yeah, I said it. You got an upgrade. Oh well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it is Ferris Muthana. How you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing good, baby. I'm doing good. I'm 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 excited. I'm 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 ready to talk about the news and break it. And yes. I'm ready to call James Cameron an idiot because that's literally not. So here's the thing. My biggest thing. I uh, will talk about it with we'll the topic. Things, we'll, I'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, again, we don't have Justin tonight to to do his twenty minute uh, ramble about uh, James Cameron and Titanic, but uh, we will definitely have some things to say. But Ferris, speaking of James Cameron, we had a big another big week in the box office this week. Mm-hmm. Avatar, couple big stories with Avatar: The Way of Water. Number one, not number one at the box office in America for mm-hmm. the first time since. Early December, finally, and my on of all people dethrones the the blue uh, meanies over there in uh, what what not Wakanda, whatever the hell the name of it. There's too many planets. Pandora, um, and uh, has been knocked down a little bit. That being said, that being said, James Cameron also defeating himself, where Avatar has now surpassed Titanic at the global box office. Making over one point five billion 
dollars. That is just an obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, one more week until we get Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which I'm sure will rake in all the money and kind of start to slowly knock Avatar down a couple things. But uh, Paris, thoughts on the box office this weekend, man? Uh, I'm excited. M Night Shyamalan always he's he's been. I found out I found out earlier. Um, a lot of people don't like M Night Shyamalan for various reasons. Um, I don't like M Night Shyamalan for a very specific reason. And that's more of a playful hatred, but because I don't really hate him as a, a, a director, because I, I I enjoy The Sixth Sense. Unbreakable, love that movie. Uh oh, Ferris is gone. Did we lose Ferris, or is that uh, me? No, we lost you, not me. Oh, that was me. Um, okay, I yeah. I'm back. Yeah, you're I'm back. in the garage. You're in the garage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm you know, a movie led by Dave Batista. I'm happy. I love Dave Batista. That's my guy to this day. I will um I will die on this hill and I don't care if it's right or wrong, but this is the hill. He's the best actor churned wrestler churned actor, period. Period. It's him. Not be and it's it's literally because he can act. He has acted in multiple different roles, unlike the other two, where the rock has now just played he plays the rock in a lot of roles. There yeah. are certain movies where he doesn't play the rock. Even like, like Black Adam, he was still like the rock. The rock has black Adam. I didn't basically. see it, but that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. So in John Cena, there's been moments where John Cena isn't John Cena. You know, like playing with fire, he was John Cena being that family-friendly, quirky guy. But then, you know, Peacemaker, he was pretty phenomenal Peacemaker. And an underrated, underrated movie that people don't talk about. He played a drug dealer in the movie Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. He was phenomenal as that drug dealer. As well as two comedy movies that I enjoyed, Just Friends, where he plays this crazy friend of Laura Howley. As well as he plays a concerned parent with Ike Barinholtz in the movie Blockers. He was phenomenal in that. But Dave Bautista has has a variety. He has the comedy roles that John Cena has had, but he's had the serious roles. You know, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I quite enjoy. Dune. He, yeah, he's Dune. Great Dune. His his bits in Dune were awesome. Him and Stellan yeah. Skarsgård uh, were pretty good. See more of him in the next. We're gonna one. see more of him. We're gonna see yeah. more of him. Uh, Loved him in Stuber. Loved him in My Spy. Those comedy movies. Um, Knock at the Cabin is his foray into horror. Um, you know what? Loved him in Spectre. Yes, he was pretty yeah. good in Spectre. He did the Silent talk- Giant Henchman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the hardest acting is body acting, where you don't have words to verbalize anything. He was, mm-hmm. his presence, the menacing, the way they shot him, the way he moved... He was tremendous in that. I, I love me some Dave Batista. And you know what? Second place, Dagan. 80 for Brady, baby. 80 for oh, Brady. Oh, no. Shout to 80 for Brady. Oh, and, I keep forgetting that movie is a thing. Yuck. The, the only reason I love this movie is not because of Tom Brady. Screw Tom Brady. Well, you, you know, because, you know, shout to Tom Brady, you know, us beating him two times in the Super Bowl. That's not really what I care about. Uh, big fan of how these four older actresses are starring in a movie. And I quite enjoy them. Them leading it, you know, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, Jane Fonda. I forget who the fourth one was, um, but somebody will tell us in the comments. It really shows something, though, that uh, these actresses are at the point of their career where they're doing this movie. I'm sure, like a lot Sally of it has Field. to do with uh, Sally Field. Yes, a lot of this has to do with them wanting to send their grandkids to school and them not having to it's pay for it. Story. <laughs> it's actually a true story, Dig. 
It's based on a true story. It's based on older women went to go watch Tom Brady win that Super Bowl against the the Falcons. I I don't I don't care. I really just don't care about. T- I, I'm Sorry. I don't care either. I just you know I'm just a big fan of the, those four older women. You know, great. I love me some t- I love, legendary I love me some actresses. Legendary actresses. But you know, Rita uh, Moreno was the only Latino in the original West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was either white or white or That's white. True. That's true. Yeah. I she didn't see Maria. the remake, but I think she she she's was also in the there. remake. She's, she's also in the it. Remake. She's yeah, not she obviously not the same character. Yeah, she's not yeah. Maria, but she was in it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so shout out to yep. uh, shout. Hey man, you know what? Still in the top five. Puss in Boots, the last wish. Hey, Puss in Boots. Okay. Yeah, man. Shout out to Puss in Boots. They got a seven. They got seven seven point eight million dollars this week. Um, which was good, good for them. Good. Yeah, which is this week. Yeah. The total gross for for Puss in Boots is $151,221,725. Puss in Boots raking in one good. Pretty good. Shout out to Puss in Boots. For a, a, I believe, second or third spinoff of the Shrek franchise. I guess if you count it as a Shrek movie, it's like the sixth or seventh movie in that series. Something crazy like that. I think it's the third Puss in Boots movie. I believe so. I believe it's yeah, the second or the third Puss in Puss Boots. Boots yeah, Puss yeah. in Boots. And Puss in Boots 2. Now Puss in Boots The Last Wish. There you go. That's Check it. Puss in Boots. And this one apparently is the best and also surprise has a surprising amount of like emotion to it. I haven't I seen it. You know, I don't, I don't really go out to these kinds of movies because I don't have kids. And it's a little creepy to be going and sitting in a theater full of kids just by yourself watching this kind of thing. So... Uh, yeah. not to not do that. I did that for the Incredibles, and I felt so weird afterwards. Like, you know, the second Incredibles, but I was like, this is I, uh, something from my childhood. I have nostalgia I use, uh, for this as I an was, adult. But I go in there, and I'm just like, I, I don't know about seeing this by oh, myself. One night, Dagan, me, 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 and my brother and our homies were gonna go out to watch a movie, and one of our homies had their kid with them, and we're like, bro, we can't watch the movies we want. It's like, I'm sorry, guys, I had the kid tonight. So we ended up go out. We ended up watching Rango. Johnny okay. Depp, yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed Rango. I like Rango. Rango's pretty cool. That's um, the but, thing is, like, I I like these and these kids kind of animated movies, especially one that mm-hmm. apparently has like a lot of emotion to it. But at the same time, it's not like I'm not prioritizing it as something I watch. You know, I'll watch it if they have friends, kids over, whatever it is. You know, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely it has its appeal. That's for sure because it's like. I feel like it's probably the one my, kids uh, movie that's out there right now until Ant Man next week, and that's okay. Now we can all go out to the theater. I use my I use my siblings to watch Black Panther three times. There you go. There you go. I use them. I heard I you them. watch the the new Black Panther for the first time. I wasn't ready recently. I wasn't ready, man. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready, man. I wasn't that ready, hits you man. In the feels. Hits I, you thought, in the feels. I thought I thought I was ready. I'm like I'm ready. I can do this. I wasn't ready, man. They yeah. took my queen. They took my queen, Ramona. Yeah. The movie's oh been out for god. a few months, so it's not oh not a huge god, deal. It, oh my man. god, when Sherry found her face Ugh. down in the water, that I I was like, someone kill me. Oh my Dude, god. Like, she has that line that that hopefully Oscar winning line about losing every she lost everything, everybody, right? Has, has my family done enough? Yeah, haven't we done enough? You know who's you know who's really lost everything and everybody now is freaking Sherry. Yeah. And then there's the thing at the end after the credits. Oh my of course, god, man. Oh my god, that's it. Oh my god, that's it, man. Man, 
Hey man, I'll there. say this, man. That tidbit about the about the you know who about the you know who great tidbit because of where they were phenomenal, phenomenal. Yo, Ryan Coogler likes to integrate real life history in some of these films. This is why that man is tremendous, man. This yeah. man hasn't missed. Yeah, I said it. He has not missed zero misses. He Every on single one of his films has been great. Bill Station, like not please. just good, but great. They're all great. What other They're directors can say that? I know he's still kind of relatively new. Like he's only made a few, a handful four. of movies now at this point. Four. four, four movies, and they're all bangers. It's no, because he's just and like in the magnitude of the movie, right? So you, the man makes Fruitville Station. Movie is just perfect. That movie, yeah. I think Omar could be Jordan can't act. He can't act. I'm like, go watch Fruitville Station. Go watch Fruitville Station. Then you can talk to me about about not knowing how to act, okay? Yeah. But oh my god, man. So good. I love me some, so love me some Ryan Coogler, man. I love me some Ryan yeah. Coogler. I believe that uh, Black Panther Two is probably still playing at some theaters. Like you could probably, probably still go see this movie on the big screen in, in some locations. But mm -hmm. yeah, as we kind of wrap up the box office discussion here, I guess I guess the Avatar is kind of no, not really going to be the talk of the town for. A little bit, at least, until we get to the Oscars. But uh, not to say that James Cameron is is not in the news, because one of our big stories this week is about James Cameron, and uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit here, guys. Usually, I'm the one that'll uh, read the stories, but as you can see, I am in the garage, so I'm going to pass that task over to Ferris here today. He's going to give us the the rundown of some of the stories, and then we can chime in it, chime in on it, and I will. Both be playing the role of Justin, who will ramble for 20 minutes about the, mm -hmm. the make, make the same point about eight different times. And also the role of Matt Yunos, who gets to sit here and smoke a bowl while the other guy talks. So, All right. So, what do we get of, with Ferris? so, one of the biggest stars, uh, kind of like he conducted his own study on the Titanic, right? The biggest, so this is a part of a, uh, of a special on National Geographic called Titanic 25 Years Later. Um, right. So, in, in, the, in, the, in this special on, that's going to be airing on the National Geographic, let me find out when it's going to be airing on National Geographic. I just want to make sure everyone. That was my question too. Like, oh, I... February fifth, it already did. It already oh, aired. Okay, so it's it already out. Aired. So yeah, it's so already out. Talking about it, I guess. Yeah, no, so it's out. Yeah. So he kept talking about questions about the Titanic and history about the Titanic. He wants to revisit it, but he kept saying like, "There's always been one question that bugged him. It's always bugging him because the fans keep bugging him and they keep bugging him and they keep bugging him, and they created their their own answer to the question, and it was the famous can Jack and Rose." survive on the same driftwood it was that can they door fit on the wood can they can get they on, that, on yeah. the wood Paris. can they get on that can they get on the wooden door I'm not get on that wood. wood i'm not saying the wood don't don't i'm not doing it digging I'm not, you're not you're not gonna catch me now <laughs> i told you i'm playing the role of justin today yeah yeah <laughs> so yes <laughs> so he conducted his own study about could that happen could they happen and this article by uh by salon magazine done by melene melene mccart mcfarland melene Malini? Good enough. Malen. I don't know their name. Malini? No, not Malini. Melanie. I'm so stupid. Melanie. Melanie. <laughs> yeah, Melanie McFarlane. <laughs> so she wrote this article. My bad. She wrote this article about like you're 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 you keep agitating this man who's extremely rich and is willing to throw his money around just to shove it in your face that you're wrong. He then apparently he 
put money into you know he she makes this thing of like when rich guys are going to space james cameron is going into the marina trench he's going down so he's yep. going into the ocean so he went to new zealand he hired josh bird and christine zipfell they and are Kiwi also Kiwi just probably yeah, yeah, Kiwi just was there um she just didn't tell us um how dare she <laughs> um so they got early state they he they got early stage hypothermia and they did it they see could could they he actually it? gave people hypothermia on he purpose actually gave people hypothermia on purpose and when i was reading the article i was this still confused on like did he like what, what was the like my thing was um it didn't tell me if it was successful or not it didn't I tell me. Have, I think I'm gonna have to watch this National Geographic. I think I, did, I think the reason the article didn't tell me if it was successful or not because I think I should to, maybe do my research. Yeah, know. no, because like in the article it didn't say if it was successful. Because I, I think the article was supposed to be like go watch it because they didn't want to give out if it was because yeah. they want you to watch it. So I think that was it was kind of that article like of like oh, it's weird because I've seen a couple mixed like clickbaity sort of headlines mm -hmm. about this. One of them was saying. Oh, James Cameron finally admits that Rose and Jack could fit on the on the wood. Uh, another one saying, "Oh, James Cameron, you know, uh, did the test again, and it turns out they can't." They saying that they can't, but I, I feel like MythBusters did this years ago, and they determined that they both could have fit on the wood if they had tied uh, Kate's uh, or um, Rose's uh, life raft underneath the, the the wood and then to, to give it enough buoyancy that both of them could yeah. float for a bit. But, no, but the question my is, argument, which I, I like literally, I, if I talked to James Cameron about this, he'd probably tell me to fuck off. But like, I said, why don't they take turns? No, okay. no, Megan, it's not he, even he that. Megan. Back forth. Oh, this is a hypothermia thing. If I ever talked to James Cameron, he'd probably tell me to fuck off too. But this is what I'd tell him. Right. I'm like, why didn't they, why didn't he go to the other debris that was around them? There was oh, other pieces. Look at all that other wood floating around. That's like what I'm that's saying. the biggest piece of wood they could find. The door. So I'm saying, like, what? when I was watching the movie. By the way, I'm gonna point this out. Titanic is the only movie where the end of the movie ruins the movie for me. Literally ruins the movie. Like ruins right, because she throws the thing in the ocean. She that's throws like seventy-five million dollars in the ocean. <laughs> or I, okay, I'll tell you. I think I looked this up. I think I looked uh, this up. I'll quote Indiana Jones. It belongs in a museum. Like, why did if she wanted to get rid of it, why not just give it to a fucking museum? Why you? No. What are you doing? Throw it in the ocean, lady. Okay, okay. Like, come on now. Give okay, it to a museum. You don't have to, have to think about it ever again. Here it what is. the hell? What is if it? Curse? If the Does heart, a, a fucking curse of the sea on it, where it, it melts your brain or something? No, it's a piece of jewelry. Here it is. Seventy billion dollars. If the real heart of the ocean, which was the necklace she had, the real one, if the real one existed, it would cost $350 million. $350 million. $351 million. That's enough to finance two Avatar sequels. Yes. Or actually, so like, she threw, like sequel, she yeah. threw $350 million, million dollars. in the ocean. That's where the movie, that's, ah! where, that's where the movie just gets ruined for me. Like, people talk, like, oh, man, it was like, why, Ferris? Because I'm like, like, you can't end the movie off on something that stupid. You had a great movie. This was a great movie. By the way, for me, it's a horror film. I should point that out. Because personally, I cannot swim. And Dude, seeing, the, seeing the water just like... If you're scared of the ocean? 
not he's even not the ocean. I can't, I can't, I can't swim. Period. So seeing like the waters destroy the cabins and going through the hallways, going like violently through the hallways, that gave me, I, I started having a, I started tripping. I probably had a you're, panic attack like, when I was watching uh, the movie. You're like Andy Circus in in the Andor series. You you finally get out, and you're like, ah, I can't swim. The only way, the one way out is through the ocean. Mm -hmm. You're screwed. Yeah, I'm sorry, screwed. people. Yeah, I'm screwed. So like, yeah, it was a great movie. I love Titanic till that very moment. I'm like, did they seriously just end the movie on that dumb? That was dumb. This lady. I think this might be a hot take, but I don't like to Titanic. I'm not a fan of that movie. Oh, I said it. It's fine. Oh it's boy. Fine. It's fine. Again, James Cameron probably smacked me in the face. Whatever, whatever to James. No, because James. No, uh, James Mr. Cameron, Cameron. I just got to say something to you. Uh, I am not a fan of Titanic. I'll tell him to his face. He's he 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 comes off as a as a as a as a pompous rich dude who wants to show it. I'm gonna shove yeah. it into his. Face. I'm like, why'd you make your your main character in Titanic a fucking moron? Why right. is she so? Why is she stupid? He's gonna be like, what do you mean? It's like she threw $350 million in the ocean. Well, what I was trying mean? to make a point to the baby. But what, what, what point? There ain't no point to make. You're 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 an idiot. Open money isn't everything. That's $350 million. $350 million. Like, fuck off. You could go to charity. Not even charity. Keep it. She's literally taking poor children's meals away. Okay, that's a stretch. By throwing yeah, that in the ocean. That's a stretch. No, you're that's a stretch, Dagan. That's that that that's where I'm like, calm down. Again, but like, like minus the beard, I'm playing the role of handbone tonight. I'm just, yeah. I'm just coming up with the dumbest, most far-fetched things possible. Exactly. exactly. Throwing them at the wall. So yeah. So. so he made the study. They didn't tell us if it succeeded in the article unless I didn't read it right, um, because I think they want you to watch the um, the one-hour special on National Geographic. There you go. And it's on and Hulu, actually. I think it might be. A, oh, it's on Hulu. Okay, it's going to be on, on Hulu, Hulu or Disney Plus because mm -hmm. uh, Disney owns National Geographic mm -hmm. now, which is sickening to me um but you know what? it is what it is you know what's funny i i grew up like watching national geographic documentaries on video cassette the, you kids it was this box that you had and then you you had to put it in a bigger box and connect it to your tv and that was a whole big thing but i remember watching that like oh this is the the purest most like le least corporate form of entertainment out there that was like my parents my hippie parents were all about like Oh, we gotta we gotta keep it pure. Not show many Disney movies, and not show many like you know Star Wars or whatever yet. And then mm -hmm. it, it was like all only nature documentaries. But yet, like the opening of every video cassette was National Geographic is sponsored by Enron or whatever like horrible <laughs> oil company at the time. And I was like, okay, mom and dad, like, what do you what do you think of this ad? Yeah, man, it's it National Geographic is. Like National Geographic and Discovery are like, they make they make the most money because they don't put a lot of money in their, their production because all they really need is like give me some cameras, and just shoot the wilderness. Yeah, just shoot it. Basically, like, I, I remember watching um we were watching a Nate I think it was National Geographic or Discovery, and it was a, a documentary on the lion, and the gazelle. Right. And then there's one moment where like the the narrator is talking about blah blah blah, blah and then you just hear like. Like, what just happened? It's the gazelle running around trying to evade the lion. And, and it, we're just, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of falling asleep in biology class. Me and my homie, me, me and the <laughs> homie that were sitting next to each other, Isaiah, we were kind of like sleepy. And then we woke up when we were hearing the like, music. 
And it's like the gazelle going like, and then one, and then like it's zigging and zagging. It's like, you know, like, oh, snap. Oh, I'm like, oh, snap. And then at one moment, the gazelle. Some action in this documentary. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It was weird. And it was like, it was zigging and zagging. It's like, dom, 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 dom. And then like, it's full body crashes into a tree, breaks the tree in half, like breaks the tree in half, injures itself. And the lion's about to get it, but then it like just escapes the lion, just escapes it just by the by the little bit there. Yeah, yeah, and it, it like and then it hops off and then like it disappears. And the lion's like, Rawr. you know what I mean? I'm like, there goes my lunch. I'm like, yo, that was awesome. It's like me when I make a, a lasagna in the microwave and then I, I go to eat it and it just all falls on the floor. It's like, ah, yeah, pretty much. Damn it. <laughs> that, that actually happened to one of my one of my sandwiches I bought. Oh no! I was, I was holding my bag, right? I was it's holding my bag, and my bag ripped, and one half of the sandwich fell. Oof! I only, I, I only ate half a sandwich because the other half didn't touch the ground. The worst, I think, is ice cream when you have like one or two scoops of ice cream left, and you go and you put it in a bowl, and you throw the carton, the empty carton, into the trash, and then it just all goes on the floor. Oh, I mean, it's it's just, just, oh no! Oh no, what a tragedy. Yeah, what a tragedy, man. Whew, man. Well, uh, I think we could move on to our next topic here, which yep. is it's maybe equally as much of a tragedy as ice cream falling on the floor. It's pretty, no, it's not even a tragedy. It's like just stupid. Scummy. It's scummy, is what it's, it is. It's some scumbag shit. So, AMC has introduced this, this new movie. Like, they're changing ticket prices based on seat location in the theater, right? Um, the, apparently, the initiative is supposed to kick off on Friday, this Friday, in select AMC locations in New York, of Chicago, course, Kansas City. Just the time for Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum yeah, yeah. In Chicago, New York, Chicago, Kansas City, and will expand to all domestic AMC locations. Thank God my nearest theater is not an AMC. I really appreciate yeah, that. I'm with you on um, that one. So, there's going to be three standard seat pricing options from this article I'm gleaming. First is standard sightline. It's like standard sightline. It's, it's described as seats that are the most common in auditoriums and are available at traditional cost of a ticket. Then there's value sightline, which is referred to as seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as select ADA seats in each auditorium are available at lower prices than standard sightline seats. Oh, those are like probably like the shitty, the shitty seats in the front where you kind of like, gotta gotta watch it like this. I mean, probably those. I actually had to watch Black Panther that way. It was, I was pretty mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is this is some shit. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah, definitely. Hey, man. I, I just want to shout out people in the chat, Digging, before I want to continue to shout out yeah, to uh, shout to Page Turners that they were not shout. That's Brendan. That's Brendan Mar and uh, Brendan Mar's Star Wars podcast. Shout out to you. Shout out to Show Showbiz. Ryan Cooley is a great digger, indeed. Yeah. Shout out to you, Showbiz. Matt. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to what's up, fellas? Shout out to Matt. What's going on? We got Ravens online on Gatekeepers. Gentlemen, shout out to you, Mr. Hey, man. Shout out, to, shout out to you, Hendo. Uh, but yeah, so, and then and then after that, the third option is preferred sightline, which are the seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. So, like, those are the ones in, like, the meat of the auditorium. Like, the ones where, like, right, right behind the guardrail in the middle where you can see the theater, That's all down. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this is just... $400 with all the fees. It's the stupidest thing in the world. It's stupid. 
theaters. Yeah. Also, two um, AMC Stubbs A-list members will be able to reserve seats in preferred sightline sections at no additional cost. So the AMC A-listers could take those seats before you because, you know, they, they have the A-list. Theaters that offer sightline at AMC are expected to provide a detailed seat map that outlines each seating option during ticket purchase process online on, on the AMC app or at the box office. Sightline at AMC is applied to all showtimes that begin after 4 p.m. So anything before 4 p.m., this does not happen. After okay. 4 p.m., it, it starts, it starts, it starts, it starts getting effect at participating locations. Participating locations. It's it's not applicable. Yeah. It's this is not applicable on discount Tuesdays when all movie tickets are discounted at five bucks. So discount okay. Tuesdays, this means this nothing. So this nothing. is for like the premiere. Uh, show times like the everybody yes. getting out of work and they want to go to the movies. Yes, but if you want to go and you want to bring your whole yes. family, you got to pay yes. more money to sit in the, the good mm -hmm. seats in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Also, to AMC, we found out that was charging a dollar or two more for opening week of the Batman, Robin Pat, uh, Matt Reeves' right. Batman. Remember this compared yep. to other there's theaters, some, other movies. There's some like lawsuits with that, uh, that old Batman thing. I don't uh, know, probably, probably don't not. Know. They probably just got away with it because they're AMC, corporate bastards. With the encouragement of Paramount, AMC did offer matinee prices to every screening of 80 for Brady, though. So matinee screen matinee prices for all those movies. I don't care about that movie, Ferris. Hey, I just think, really it's fine. It's fine. Don't I, I just want to shout out legendary actresses in Hollywood. You know, when they get old, they get thrown to the wayside. But these women are acting in a movie, you know, starring in them, and they're making money. $12 million. Hey, look, they won their Oscars, you know? Just one of them. Well. Nominated. They've been they've not been nominated for those Oscars. Wait, unless Sally you Fields know. and Gene Fonda Sally Fields, I think, was nominated for Forrest Gump. I can't remember if she won or not. But yeah, while you're looking that up, I get I I'm, I'm not a fan of this at all. I mean, yeah, who, who is as a consumer as as a someone who goes to the movies? Nobody. I like I I'm sure there's maybe one fucking guy, but like. Who in their right mind would would subscribe to this? And this is the type of thing that would normally like cause me to want to boycott AMC and like not even go see movies there. But you know, if I really really wanted to, like again, I, I saw Avatar. In New Sally York Field has an IMAX. Oscar. Sally Field she does have an Oscar. Yes. But yeah, this 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 is real scummy. This is some scummy corporate shit, and it it reminds me kind of like of, of like Ticketmaster, you know, and Live Nation, and how they've sort of gained a monopoly on tickets and they have this kind of shit of like tiered pricing and like platinum seats and shit like that. It's just, it's such a obvious way to scam people really legally, you know, uh, if you can even call it that and take way more money than Jane Fonda also has an Oscar than, any, than anybody should, should be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there you go. Jane Fonda has an Oscar. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, this is like you know. You know what this reminds me of is like I, I give you a little bit of. You want two Oscars? I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson here. Uh, I I studied Shakespeare as a child because again, hippie parents, um, and and uh, one of the things that you read about is that Shakespeare's audiences were kind of like a mix of. The lower class, the middle class, and the upper, like, wealthy class, mm -hmm. right? So you'd have the, the Queen of England attend a Shakespeare play, but you'd also have, like, you know, the, 
the the locals, you know, the 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 guy, the the guy selling the stuff at his store, you know, in, on on the, or on the street or whatever, and the real low class people would pay the cheapest price. Obviously, mm-hmm. they would get the the seats right in front of the stage. Like they would, there was this pit that was in front of the stage that basically they were all relegated to, and mm-hmm. they were called groundlings. They were referred to as the groundlings, and people would complain about how that it would smell like the section would smell because it would be like the low life would get in there and they'd eat like bread with garlic and they'd drink beer and they'd get all drunk and like throw shit at the stage. But then you'd have like the you know the the knights of England or whatever they'd pay the top price. For the seats in the prime location, kind of at the top, in the middle, you know, where you might have a cushion on your seat. And this reminds me of that. This is like, are we now going back to the days of 17th century fucking Shakespeare when it comes to entertainment? Like, what is this? Like, what? why is this happening? It just, it's, it's ridiculous, man. And I, I'm not really a fan of it at, at all. Like, there's a difference between being close to the stage, watching a movie, you know, or watching a play as opposed to being right in front of the stage for a concert. Like you want those seats right in front of the stage at a concert. Like, especially if you're a big fan of whatever you're seeing, like being right in front of the band like that, like is great. However, the sound is, it's not that great in front of the stage. So especially when it comes to the movies, the sound is going to be the worst right in front of the screen. And also the sight is the worst because you have everything in front of you. I've, I've I remember I watched, I watched that. I've done that. I've done that a couple times and it's mm-hmm. like not pleasant. It's not a pleasant experience for me. I know some people that love it that actually prefer to sit right in the front, but it's just it's too much. It's too in your face. I much prefer to be kind of in the back towards the middle. So yeah, this this is some shit. It reeks of fucking you know capitalism and corporate bullshit. But I don't really expect anything less from a massive corporation like AMC. Now I'm with you, Dagman. This is this is in in the age where you want people to go to the theater and watch movies. Right, you're you trying wanna... to get people to go back out. You got that fucking Nicole Kidman thing playing at the yeah, AMC, like, like yeah, Pinky and... at the movies, or uh, yeah. Like, Cause people, cause people have realized something like, like, here's the thing. Like people talking about, like, oh, sees the almost like the almost draft house ain't struggling. It ain't, it ain't crying. It ain't complaining. No, right? it's not. Cause they have the rules and they stick by them. And this is what you do. And you're going to get a, you're you, you cut out. Sorry, my internet. That was my fault. My internet. Oh, was that no. you this time? That was me. Okay. That was me this time. Um, I, just had, I just had a few seconds of dead air. But yes, Alamo yeah. Draft House is doing just fine, Ferris. Yes, exactly. So, like, and they have they have a rule. Don't speak on your don't talk. No speaking, no texting. They have someone walk around the theaters talk, watching people. And you and here's the thing too at the Alamo Draft House. Don't you, put your feet on the chairs. Yeah. That too. I'm, really? Really? Okay. Um, I, I didn't know that. But you can smack down like you get. Yeah, you get you get hassled for it's, it's for talking cool. and having your phone on and being yeah. loud and obnoxious. And yeah. you can like you can also like eat like you get like gourmet meals like burgers and right. and like a plate. 
It's it's the upscale uh, theater a experience. Food, popcorn and some Coke yeah. and, and a Coca Cola or a, doc, or a Dr Pepper. I like that. But at the Alamo Drive, you smack down. There's an ambiance. There's a flavor. They have a style. The way you watch films, they may not get all the blockbuster films here and there, but they get the good art house ones though. They do. Which are sometimes better. You know what I mean? Oh, I think Ferris is lost again. Ferris, come back! I think Ferris's internet's completely cut out. But uh, yeah, uh, there you go. While we wait for Ferris to come back, are you there, Ferris? Hello. Hey, Matt, you want to hop back on the show again? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I will kind of finish the uh, the point here. I I don't know if there's much more that needs to be said on this. Really, like not, this not, not, just some nonsense. Ferris, are you there? I, I, he comes in and out, ladies and gentlemen. I think why don't, you might need to try to reset. You might want to hop back on and hop back in. I'll be right back. All right, sounds good. While you do that, I'll talk about The Last of Us because this is something that I can kind of do off the top of my head. Uh, we did have The Last of Us episode four this week, and it actually saw an increase, another increase in ratings, uh, about a 17% 17 jump. Uh, to, I think, a reported like 7.2 million viewers or something like that, uh, which, again, is kind of running unopposed to football. So not like crazy surprising, but still like you don't usually see a show increase with every episode. You know, like usually the premiere will start strong and then it'll, it might dip a little bit in episodes two and three. But man, this last of a show, like it, it's just absolutely crushing it. Like everybody's talking about this show. Everybody's talking about how amazing it is. And like, to give you an example, as we get Ferris back here, uh, I, I went to the grocery store on Sunday and all I, all I heard walking through the grocery store, like the guys making the sandwiches behind the counter, were talking about the last of us, you know? And uh, so it doesn't like surprise me that it's doing these massive, like record breaking numbers. Mm -hmm. And to kind of add on to that, you know, they're they're not they've chosen not to run against football. They've not run it against the Super Bowl, which I think is smart. However, they still drew six point two million viewers running against the conference finals. You know, and and granted, it is the Super Bowl, so nobody wants to run head to head in the Super Bowl, no matter what show it is. But I I don't know if this would be a bold claim, mm -hmm. but if they went against the Super Bowl, I think they'd still draw like six million viewers. I really think that they would, but we are getting the episode on Friday, the newest episode, uh, so that they're not going to run head to head. But man, also this last because, because the last because the Super Bowl starts at three thirty, Last right. of Us comes out at six thirty seven, or something like that. So on, on, the game on, might be deep into the fourth quarter at that point. Like yeah, or, or the, the games, teams that are playing Chiefs Eagles, like it could go to overtime. This game definitely could go to overtime, or it could be over. It could have been. It could be over. We don't know. It depends on. It depends on a lot. Um, but yeah, I think I think them moving it to Friday was a great decision. Just generally, it was a good idea. And here's the thing yeah. too: with the the reason it keeps increasing, it keeps increasing, it keeps increasing. It's pretty simple. The fan base is there, so they're showing up every week. The fan base, the Last of Us fan base. That's why you get them. That's like probably three, four million people, maybe at least. Know, yeah, at least. And then. The the extra two million are people who are hearing about it from the their their friends their family they're like oh look at the show and then this week it was like seven point five million so the fan so now everyone keep everyone's keeping everyone's talking about it 
People are on Twitter are talking about it. You're talking about it with your mom, your dad. You're like, oh, it's a zombie movie. It's a zombie show. Like, no, it's not really a zombie show. There's zombies in it, but it's really a story about human beings. Really, people like there wasn't any. Like, I saw, I saw people go, like, oh, there wasn't any zombies in this last episode. <laughs> yes, because one of the biggest stories. Oh, just wait until the next one. We get just wait until the next one. Giant crawler guy. Yeah. Clicker. Bloater. Bloater. Um, clicker. Yeah. yeah. So that was a one, that was a 70% increase from episode three's audience, which six point six point four. But the thing I'm saying is this the one of the biggest threats in the zombie apocalypse isn't the zombies. That's the main threat. Yes, because no, the zombie it's apocalypse. The human, it's the human, human beings. It's the human yeah. beings. And you need to show, like, you look what they the, the human beings, right? And you you know what? These human beings we met, they may be good people. They're just probably just protecting themselves. You know, they may not be bad people. They probably don't yeah. know who Joel or Ellie is. These are the people like, oh, these are the bad humans. We don't know that yet. Because I, I don't remember this in the game. Unless, I like, I remember there was bad humans. Yes, like the, the, the initials, the initial of it. But like that lady, um, um, Melanie Lansky, who is, yeah. who's, uh, who's one, that, that ma- the, the main leader. She's the leader. The quote unquote know, new villain. But is she villain? really the villain? Yeah, we, we're about to find out. We're about to right. find out, and people are talking about it. It's HBO. Their model has been this: the show that defines us will always air on Sunday night. The show that defines us. Hey, you got a the point show, there. The show that defines us. Game of Thrones for ten for ten years. Yep. Every Sunday for ten years. The reason I say it's ten years because they took like a year break, right? So technically, it was ten years. Walking Dead, Sundays. Sundays. Breaking Bad, Sundays. Sundays. Yes. Because here's the thing, Dagan. What are you doing on Sunday night? Usually watching football, hanging out at home, not working. It's the weekend, right? Exactly. But exactly. But you're not out because you got to get ready for Monday. So so Sunday night, you're watching a show. So you watch the show. You talk about it for an hour and a half. Then you go to sleep. Yep. So HBO has always said, the show that defines us every Sunday. The Sopranos, I think, was was usually on Sundays. I, I think. think so. Yep. I think the Wire, was. too. The Wire, I, would, I believe be so. Yeah. So the show that defines us is always going to be on Sundays. Game of Thrones for 10 years. The Last of Us for this year and probably the next year. Yep. Be every Sunday. And, and it's insane. Yeah. AMC was certainly, I think, adopted that pattern. The only one I can think of that, that didn't apply to that was Lost, which I think was Fridays. It was like Thursdays or Fridays. Yeah but, yeah, but that was that was network. That was network, that was network TV. TV. That's that right. Network TV. That's good point. Know? Yeah, because there's network TV. There's certain slots. Uh, yep. Fridays is the slot for network TV because the um, Fridays and well, actually, too Sundays as well for network TV. Fridays and Sundays. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because Yellowstone, which is the most watched show on network TV, airs Sundays. Right. So you got to watch it Sunday. So yeah, there's I, that. I guess. I guess Disney Plus kind of wants to do their own thing with having it be Wednesdays at yeah. freaking twelve o'clock Pacific no, midnight. Like, that, what's up with that, that? Why don't they get with the program and air on Sundays? They should release it at nine p.m. Nine p.m. Well, Pacific on Sundays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or like or nine p.m. Why on Wednesday. Why is a Wednesday not, weird not, Wednesday thing? I don't well, know. Not, even if even if even if Wednesday, fine. Do it on Wednesday. Make it nine p.m. on a Wednesday. 9 p.m. Pacific. Yes. Yeah. Like, I agree. That makes no sense. The the, the 12 a.m. You're, you're you're taking an entire demo away by having an air at that time. Like yeah, it, people it, are asleep. Yeah. 
No, but he, but here's the thing too, Dagan. People are gonna still watch it the very next day. So like the well, Disney, sure. does, yeah, Disney isn't caring about our complaints really. Yeah. Like, however, a lot of the people that are gonna be watching are also gonna be kids or people that mm -hmm. have kids. Yes. And they're not gonna be watching it. They have to get up and go to school. Mm -hmm. They have to wait till they you get home from you, school to watch it. But isn't the thing too like? But then, but then, Dagan, for the kids, you need to bring it back further. Make it like, like, like HBO Max six. 6 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 yes. p.m. Eastern. Because yeah. at six o'clock, the kids are already at the house by six. The kids, right. you're probably already at the house by six. Maybe, maybe not. You maybe have to be watching at seven. That's fine. They're also shorter episodes, too. So it's like exactly. they're still in bed by 10. But, but the East Coast and the Central are already at home. Yeah. The kids are already home by nine o'clock, right? They're now getting ready get to go. They're getting ready for school on Thursday. So yeah. nine o'clock, you sit down with your kids on the on the west on the east coast. You watch it. You go to sleep. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. The Pacific people have till nine o'clock to watch it because, like you know, it's Pacific. It's six o'clock. Your kid may have soccer. You may have some work. So you get home around right. seven, eight o'clock, maybe. You watch right it, there. It is a weird strategy, I guess. Disney's not concerned with like everybody watching it all at once, and maybe yeah, they're yeah. doing it. They're going to watch it. How many times have we heard about oh Mandalorian finale breaking the servers and you can't watch it till an hour later, yeah. right? Because some people will so. stay up. They stay up. The pimp, yeah. you know, yeah. Those people I respect. The hardcore Star Wars fans stay up. I would never do that. I would never Rock do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock on to you, but I would never do that. Shout out to them. But Sometimes yeah. I will. It depends on the episode. Like, And again, a lot of them are only like a half an hour. So it's like, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. up till 4 a.m. But whatever. I'm up till 4 a.m. most days. Anyway, so exactly, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, with me personally, um, they're lucky it's uh, like the 12 the 12 midnight thing is kind of I fade, I start fading past yeah. 12. Um, bit. I'm still up, bit. I'm still up, but like I'm fading, right? Like, I, I, I say, I say, if it was 9 p.m. Pacific, like midnight Eastern, that's that's yeah. great. Like, dude, I have some memories of seeing the Star Wars for the prequels in the theater, and at that point, it was like. They didn't do these 7 p.m. the day before the actual release, like kind of advanced screening things that all these mm -hmm. all these Marvel movies and, and stars and everything do now. It was, no, it was midnight on the date of its release, 12.01 to be even more specific. So like the theater legally out. could not – the theater legally could not show the movie until 12.01 a.m. on the day of the release. Mm -hmm. So you, that's that was the first screening. So the theater lineup, people line up out of the door Hours. trying to get in to get tickets. Days. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy you how time we, should bring, we should bring back. We should bring that back. We should, right? Bring that back. Bring that back. Bring baby. that back. I bring agree. Back. Maybe for the next Star Wars movie. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, yes. which yes. is debuting to everybody next week. On, uh, I want these crazy. positive reactions. All I see are positive reactions. Now, we did get the first wave of like out of theater reactions. I don't believe the embargo has lifted yet for the critics. Not yet. Uh, I think that'll probably be next, like this weekend or next week. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have to ask Christian Harlow or somebody. But um, the, the, the reviews or the first reactions so far have seemingly been overwhelmingly positive. Now, with most of these MCU movies, I've noticed that that's usually the case. Like, e even the ones that people are ah, about, like Eternals or whatever, mm -hmm. the first reactions are like, 
breathtaking, incredible, greatest, smart, you know, MCU movie so far. Like, it's kind of almost like the people who get access to these movies. They want to kiss a little butt. They want to kiss a little butt. Kind of have to be like, well, we're giving you access because you keep saying all these nice things about the movies when they first come out as the first reactions to try to get people hyped to buy the tickets to go see the movie the following week. So uh, I think that one person I, I saw that didn't like it shockingly was Greg Alba. So of uh, real reject shout out to our buddies there over at the real right rejects. But mm-hmm. that's the one guy I saw that was like, not over the mood about it. So that's, that's very, very interesting. But like everybody else that I, I usually respect their opinions and what they have to say about these kinds of things has, has said that it's very positive. I've heard that it's very weird and that keg is awesome. Which doesn't shock me at all. Either of those things does not shock me one bit. But what are your thoughts, Ferris? Yo, man, you're telling me a movie with Paul Rudd and Jonathan Majors is great. Yeah, no duh. Yeah. No duh. You know what of I mean? Course. Like these are great actors. Paul Rudd is at Paul Rudd as Ant Man is my second favorite character in all of the all of third, third favorite in all of the DC all the all the MCU. Yeah, I said it. The Ant Man movies. Wow. The anime I, movies I, for me personally. Real quick, he's in my top five. He's he in my top, in my five. top I, five. He's he's three. He's the anime movies are damn great to me. To me, underrated. To me, I don't think they're underrated. I think they are underrated by other people, but to me, they're great movies. To me, well, people, I, people like to shit on the second one, but I'm not really they like I to. Like but I love the second one. Second one's I great. Loved it. I I think it's great. Paul Rudd is fantastic. That man is fantastic. And then you telling me one of my favorite actors in the game, Jonathan Majors, is in this movie. Put him like I was on the nerd. I was on the Nerdcore's um live show on Friday, um last week, and Jonathan Majors brought up because like who's gonna be Jonathan John Stewart in the in the in the um, Lanterns movie, a Lanterns yes. TV show that that uh, James Gunn announced. Dude, yes. Someone Jonathan Majors. Someone said Jonathan Majors. Oh, and I said, put him, <laughs> I said, put him in everything. Everything. Put that man in everything. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about here's the thing. Jonathan Majors has the hardest job as a villain in the MCU because with Thanos, he was a pretty Josh Brolin played him very, very well. He had two, you know, so Kang is multi-dimensional, multi-faceted, multiple Kangs. You don't know Many which Kang you're of- getting. One, the, yes. the Kang that's showing up in this movie is not the Kang that showed up in the Loki, the Loki TV show. Right. He's gonna Jonathan Majors is gonna play the same character. No, he's the guy that that character warned us warned about. You. Exactly. Yeah. Jo- Jonathan Majors is not gonna play the same character. He's the oh. only person not playing the same character. He's gonna have the same name, but it's not the same character. He's, he's gonna have to change up the nuances, the, the way the mannerisms, the way he changes. He's gonna have the toughest job in all of. MCU because he's playing the same person but not the same person, right? Because the Kang so, we're gonna the Kang so we're gonna cool. see the Kang we're gonna see is not the Kang we saw. No, You're it's not either remains. This this then, is Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, but then the Kang in the in the Kang in the Kang Dynasty movie is not gonna be different the same King. Kang. It's gonna be different, multiple different Kangs, man. Yes, multiple Kangs. Yo, where's jo- where's Koi? Yeah, yeah. when I t- where's Koi when I need I need to talk to him about the Kangs, Koi. Yeah, let's talk Kings with Koi. Give us the all the different versions of King. Give us the we, the rundown. Can we? Can we? Can how, we get how many are we dealing with? How many? Like, what, are their, what are their traits? Yeah. How, can we even beat them? Can he be? Can he be defeated? 
because I've seen that going around. It's like, yeah, Thanos took a lot to to take him down, mm-hmm. but they're setting Kang up as somebody that cannot be defeated. So how how can you defeat the undefeatable? You know, and someone and someone said apparently the script is phenomenal. So the script was amazing, I guess. Because here's the thing, like, man, right? Here's here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing, man. You know, all three. No, Kevin Feige. What I like about Kevin Feige is he doesn't care what we think. He doesn't give a shit. No, I mean, that's why I love about him so much. Plan. No, because he's like, you're like, he's gonna be like, oh fuck, I got a plan. You gonna shut the hell up? You gonna watch the goddamn movies? Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. That's what. That's what I like about. That's what I like about. All Kevin. right, we'll, like, we'll have this this lady do the, the turtles thing. Yeah, take you YTT. Yeah, you can fuck around for a movie. Like, it's yeah, he's fine. like, he's it's, like, we got a plan. He's like, I don't give a shit about. <laughs> he doesn't care about what we, what we say. He doesn't care about Marvel fan seventy five, eighty five, ninety five right. tweeting about the how, on Twitter with fourteen followers. Yeah, he like does he not doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what some critics think, because he literally tells us like in this in this phase phase four we're gonna we're gonna experiment we're gonna dive into five he's gonna be like we're gonna experiment we're gonna you know do some genre belt bending we, we're gonna enter genres we have never entered before. We're gonna introduce people. We're gonna reintroduce people. We're gonna expand the world. I'm like, bro, like, yo, man, saw me the fuck up, man. Yeah. Saw me the fuck up, man. Because here's the thing about Kevin Feige. At the end of the day, the saga that you're gonna watch, the Kang saga, what we're gonna get by the end of it, we're all gonna be like, that was fucking great. Because the I Infinity sure? War thing. Here's the thing about the Infinity Multiverse War saga. saga. Yeah, the Infinity War saga. People talking about like rose covered glasses with them. There was like four, there was a couple movies in that saga that no one liked. They, they right. didn't hit. I made, that point, I made that point before. I don't know if this was on this. Probably was on this show where I was saying that, like, they, they're not all bangers. Like, no. people look at all this, this perfect. Every Marvel movie in phase two and three and whatever it was perfect. Like, everything. No. Like, you guys are forgetting that there were a lot of forgettable movies that came before. Not a lot. But there, there, were, there were a few. There were, like, there were a handful. Like, yeah. no offense. Hey, man, you're talking to a, an Iron Man fan. Sorry, Incredible Hulk. Like, well, technically, that technically that's not a part of it. Technically, it's kind of weird. It's weird. Yeah, it that's is, but it yeah, is. First few movies. That's the thing. The first few movies, they were still trying to get the feel for it. Iron yeah. Man, great movie. Iron Man two, maybe not so much. No, Iron Man three. Iron no. Man three. Oh, no. divisive, right? Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The Dark World, not good. No. Like that's the thing that there's there's Age of Ultron, just, bit of a letdown at times. Yeah, bit of a letdown, and then like they trying to kind of fix it a little if you think about it. But I was like, you 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 had to like we had like eight movies for you to fix it. All right, so like in the, like the yeah. rose cover glasses, man. Like some of these some of the movies didn't hit the audiences the way yeah. it was, but you know, but there were bangers that we just kept going, right? You oh know, yeah, Captain America, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, my Winter God, Soldier, that movie is so freaking Winter good. Soldier, Civil War. Iron Man one, like Ant-Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy hit. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's when everyone was like, the, the Marvel's about to fall apart. And then James Gunn was like, I'm, right. about to, I'm about to make y'all care about a tree. And they were like, <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure. A guy who says, I am Groot, I'm gonna care about. Guess what? I will die for Groot. All right. I will die for Groot. That's what James Gunn did. He made me say, I mean, that raccoon, that's my dog. Dr. the raccoon. The Palmer raccoon. We get really mad. He get really mad, but it is what it is. Yeah, man. I'm so hey, happy. I'm, I'm really so hyped for. I'm, I'm really hyped for Quantum Mania for what it oh could God. possibly mean. I, it feels like it's going to set up the like everything that we're going to get next mm-hmm. in, in this next phase of the MCU. 
And yeah, man, Jonathan Majors, like this guy, like as people are talking about how great Pedro Pascal, like he he's now going to be the talk of the town with Last of Us and Mandalorian. They both be at those so, at the same so time. Pedro Pascal is going to have Pedro Pascal's doing that. Jonathan Majors is like, hold my beer. I'm going to do Rocky, a freaking Rocky franchise movie, and the fucking MCU. Yeah. Much. And the same version of multiple multiple versions of the same as character. Well as, um, apparently, like, he has this Sundance movie about bodybuilding. Apparently, that did not get the stocks off. That's apparently phenomenal heard, as well. Like that, people talking about dreams. it for Oscars already for that movie. So, yeah, magazine dreams is pretty good. I heard. I've yeah, heard only, I've heard yeah. good things. I heard it's a, Dude, a. I heard it's a performance. Like he like just just like eats the scene. He like eats the movie up, and he's like he. Yeah. Just, like apparently, like the movie is a lot, there's a lot of digest, but he like just yeah, really punches. He you brings through. it. He brings it. This guy yeah. is a star, you know. He's amazing. Like we talked, you know, maybe about it before, but like there, I think Folsom, there was a by the way. He's from Folsom. From where? Folsom, which is in Northern Folsom. California. Folsom, wow. yeah. And he's in. Okay. And he's from Northern California as well. Yeah. Okay. We have Ryan Coogler in the Bay Area. I got Jonathan Majors in Folsom, California, which is about a couple there you of go. hours north. I got Zendaya from Oakland. We got Kehlani from Oakland. We got we got her from Vallejo in Oakland. Shout oh, yeah. Bay Area, man. Shout out to the Bay Area. We got Pop G from Berkeley. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Lil Russell from Vallejo. Man, I can name a bunch, man. Bay Area. Oh, yeah. The, the but, yeah like, Bay Area, Northern that, California. Shout out to them. There was that article that I think Variety came out with a few years ago where it was talking about the top three actors in Hollywood that have the most demand. You know, like... Who who are the three actors that everybody wants for their movies that are the like they get the most requests from their agent, right? Mm -hmm. And those three actors were at the time, and again, this was a few years ago, Anya Taylor Joy, Florence Pugh, and Jonathan Majors. And I think that all three of those have proven that that article was one hundred percent correct because all three of those actors have been absolutely cr like on a tear. Since that article came out, just like just knocking it out of the park with every single role that they're they're given. So I think they have like really good agent number one who says, "Don't do these movies. Yes, do these movies." You know, um, and for sure, I think it's it's paying off just like in in dividends because you know, Jonathan Major's absolutely crushing it, and it's just it's great to see because like it's like it the next sort of wave of top talent in the industry you know what i mean because they're both all three of those actors are still pretty young like jonathan majors i think is about about my age maybe a, a, even like a year or two younger mm -hmm. and then Anya, both Anya taylor joy and Florence pure are like still in their their like mid to late 20s so it's, it's like 33. the next yeah so it's like it's like the next generation of uh you know oscar winners or, or like, he was amazing in devotion. Real, really can like, but all three of them could cement themselves as some of the he greatest. Was amazing. You ever seen generation. devotion? You seen devotion, Dagan? I haven't yet. No, it's it's he's he's a tour de force. I love him in devotion. I okay. also loved him in uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. That's the first time I ever saw him. Was Black Black Last Black Man in San Francisco? He he was the star of that movie, man. He was the star yeah. of that movie. As well uh, as um, the harder they the harder they come, the harder they fall. Harder they fall is the best the western. The harder they fall is the best western ever made in the past twenty years. It's the the best modern western yet. Like you, yeah. I, I put it up there with True Grit, and like um, 
I, you know, if you even, I don't know if you can count it, but uh, the the Coen Brothers, but No Country for Old Men is is a little bit like you could argue. Now, kind of that's not a western, thing. though, in my I opinion. It's, I guess I it's modern, but but yeah, the the point being, harder they fall is is true grit. Yeah, like oh, you said true grit. True grit, yeah. Yeah, that's what you meant. Not the not no country for old men. True grit's the true grit. Yeah, uh, yeah I get the my my Jeff Bridges. Uh, I don't know. That's my brain and Jeff Bridges with Jeff Bridges as opposed to Josh Brolin and uh, 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 what's his name well, there? Well, um, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Thank you. Yes, he's such a terrifying man as Antonio Chigurh. Oh my God, dude is dude is petrified. Cool it. So the coin. Cool it. Yeah. And the way, dude, the way he like the way he just gets hit by that car and just like walks out and was like, and he's like just walking away, like, like, all, like walking away all like jacked up. And I'm like, damn, bro, sick bastard. Nasty. Well, Ferris, we've been uh, going for about an hour here, but uh, yeah, well, one last topic here to bring up. The, this one I, is another one. I was like, man, I, I I wish we had Justin here for this because he he'd be all about uh, all about this one. But we have the actor that worked on the new film with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill, as as along with many Andrew others. Schultz, yeah. Andrew Schultz has claimed that the Jonah Hill and Lauren London kiss at the end of the film "You People," which just came out, I believe, on Netflix uh, yeah. recently, uh, within the last couple weeks or so, is full on CGI kiss, and that the two actors apparently filmed their scene and they got close and then they stopped, and they then the rest kissed, was, apparently. Done with the the magic of magic of visual effects, and uh, yeah, man, this is one. It's like I I don't know what to think about it because like on on one hand on one hand, like maybe the actors are uncomfortable with each other, and you you got to you know there's like now into you got these intimacy intimacy coordinators on the set and all this kind of stuff, but on the other hand, it's like dude, you're actors, like that's part of the job description description is. You gotta kiss, and you gotta, you gotta get lovey once in a while, and it's you know, it's your mm -hmm. acting. You're not, you know, like I don't know, man. This this is a weird, bizarre story that I I, I don't even know, like if if this guy's full of shit, this Andrew Schultz is full of, full of crap about this, but or he's just trolling us. I don't know, man. What do you think, Ferris? You know, what? I actually pulled the movie. I'm watching. I'm watching the kiss. You're watching it right now? I'm watching it right now. I'm trying Does it to look see, CGI? Like... Is it weird? Does it look weird? Because I saw a picture of it, and it did look weird. There was an odd kind of glow to it that I'm going like, oh, this, this is kind of look. It looks like they're maybe not actually uh, doing, doing the lock. They're looking the lock in the lips. I don't know, man. They When they kiss, they cut to the, they cut to the audience. Yeah. They cut to the audience. And and here's the thing, man. I have a lazy eye, and my eyes are not that good, so I couldn't I couldn't tell. I'm not yeah, yeah. but yeah. like, huh. why would they though? Why? That's the question. Why would you do that? Like, what is it? What do they have herpes or something? Like, they they were they were sick on the day of the set, mm -hmm. like, on the day that they had to film the scene. Like, I, I don't know. That's just it. Seems like a very weird thing to do for a movie. Like, I I've heard of. Actors kissing like a body double or something. I know there was the infamous one from or from uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, between uh, Viggo Mortensen and Liv Tyler. Like she was not actually, they're not actually kissing in that scene. Is as great as it looks. It looks certainly like they are, but uh, yeah, like it's 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 just a weird weird thing to, 
to do if if this were to be the case. Ah, uh, it's just it's just just stupid to see Giante. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. It's like a it's like a it's like a minute kiss. Not even a minute. It's like four seconds. It's just like. I and it, it's, it's them getting married, right? Is that the yeah? They're getting married. Scene? Yeah, yeah, they're getting married. So it's the, it's, it's the last scene. Usually, like last a marriage scene. kiss. Look, look, I've been to a few weddings over my day. Uh, I have not uh, done the deed myself. Uh, done the act of, of, of marriage, um, but uh, I I have seen what a, a usual wedding kiss is like. And you know, you're you're in front of your parents. You're in front of the relatives. Uh, all sorts of people. You don't want to like, you know, go forward. You don't have a makeout session. Digging it's fake. But at the same time, digging it's fake. It's a kiss. Digging it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. It's proven to be fake. Their noses, like their noses, are morphed into each other. Weird. Why? Why CGI that? Hold up, because I'm I'm watching the video and I'm like, their noses. I see their noses now morph into each other. They're yeah, their noses. Weird. Yeah, because like some like your nose isn't supposed to do that. Oh my! Jonah Hill is a Jonah Hill is a weird dude, man. I gotta say, what like <laughs> is it is it is it is it his fault like? I, I don't know. There's got to be a story to this. Like, there's got to be a reason that they did this. It's weird, Maybe it's something man. really simple and stupid, but like one that's of them was weird, sick dog. on the day of filming the scene, but then you, you do a reshoot. Like, that's weird, man. It seems like it's also a pivotal moment in the film. Like, it's towards the end of the, the end of the movie, right? Yeah, it's the last. It's like one of the last two scenes, because then they cut to the party where they're being. You know, like how like Jewish wedding where you like you could put on a chair and you get like ha ha honey da da like don't let but like but um but Jay Z and Kanye's song N words in Paris are is playing in the background. Okay. So like uh, yeah. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is like it a, a wedding kiss is not like you know you're not having a full on like makeout session. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tonguing, you're not tonguing yeah. each other down. You know like, what I mean? You know, nice like. I don't know. I, I I have no words. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you, man. You got I'm, me. I'm with you, brother. It's weird. Bizarre. Bizarre. But yeah, man. That's uh that's pretty much the show today. Yeah. I've had a fun time doing this here with you tonight, Ferris. I know Justin. Just, just I think this is the first show Justin has not been on Entertainment News Break. So No, he was he wasn't he was, well, well, the best. Me and you, me and you did one to, uh, together a while back. We did, didn't we? I've killed a lot of my brain cells over the years, Ferris. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I noticed when I accidentally, I noticed when I asked you to do the, to do the, uh, to do the ad, and not knowing that you were going to pull out a bowl to smoke beforehand. <laughs> I'm, about that. I'm sorry about that. No, it's good. It's no. all good. Again, so yeah, I'm not the only one that uh, indulges on the screens around here. You, yeah. know, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Where can people find you, man? They can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams at DagonSB, D-A-G-A-N-S-B, and all over the Let's Get Ready Network. Of course, we got uh, Rocky 
Five. Oh, we got the Rocky Five review coming up this Friday. Uh, looking forward to talking with, about that movie with you, Ferris. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Blokes of Wrestling as well on Friday, which will uh, pre- be a pre-taped show again this week because uh, of some schedules that are being shuffled around and things like that. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. If you're watching the show, you probably know where you can find me. And uh, feel free to, to leave a comment down there below and uh, let us know how we did. And subscribe if you haven't already. Very important to do that. We were at 800. Then the YouTube algorithm snatched it away from us. It's like, no. Yes. Fuck you. So help us get to 800. Probably five people, story. guys. Five people. We need five people. Tell your mom, your grandma, your third account, your fourth account. Subscribe. All right, guys. I'm Ferris Madonna. You find me at Ferris Madonna on Twitter. Next week, guys. Big day on Sunday. On the yes. sports channel. Three streams that day. The Me. suit, suit. Wait a minute, we can't oh, say oh, it. Oh, oh. This, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the big game. The big game. The big game, guys. The big game. Me and Caleb are going to do a thirty, a special thirty-minute preview show of Good Friends, Better Wives on Sunday to preview the game, and then at three thirty, me, Dagan, Adelia, Matt, patrons. It's open to the patrons. We'll be uh, watching the Super Bowl. We're live streaming the watch along. Gonna, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna have fun. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have some chips with me. I'm gonna have some chips. I'm gonna have some dip. Yes, chips and dip. Go for, gotta go for the nachos again. Exactly. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna make me some nachos. I'm gonna I might have to go wings. nachos and wings. I'm gonna have to yeah. take it up a notch. Yes. It, it, it is the the sh- 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 rhymes with super brawl. Uh, yes, the big game. <laughs> and then after that, the post game show, the post game discussion. It's a special show. It's going to be me and Caleb, good friends, better rivals, with our special guests. We're going to be multi-live streaming that show to one of our guest channels, Ravens Online on Gatekeepers. We just saw him. Shout out to Tony Hendo. Uh, we'll be live streaming on his channel. We'll be live streaming on our channel, as well as Lunch Break Hot Take. Rodney and Jose will be live streaming on that channel. So three YouTube channel stream. going to be multi-stream for people to watch everybody. As well as we're gonna have our homie Derek take us through the bets that hit and didn't hit, the nice crazy prop bets. So make sure to always make sure to watch that. So Mahomes scoring a touchdown. It's the easiest prop bet money you can ever make, guys. Easiest Tell, I'm gonna telling happen. you, it's gonna happen. I had a buddy. He makes this bet every freaking Chiefs game. Mahomes uh-huh. running a touchdown into the end zone. Free money, guys. Just money. giving it to you. All right, y'all. There you All go. Right. Make also too, guys. Make sure, make sure. Look at this little beautiful animation we got. Make sure to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell to get to get all of that. Uh, and as well as we have a Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/LGR underscore Network. You could also be on the live stream this Sunday. You join us for the for the 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 the, the blah, 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 blah. Yes, the big game, the big game. So everyone have a wonderful night. Stay safe. And we'll see y'all next time. New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. Never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow when I move fast. And that's facts. Only I can make a change. So